Now what? That's the most common question that new grad pharmacists ask themselves, and here's why. We all go to school for a simple purpose, to get our degree. You go to pharmacy school to be a pharmacist. You go to nursing school to be a nurse. It's an excellent journey because you have clarity about what to do, what's expected, and how to get what you want. When you graduate, though, that feeling of certainty, of clarity, of knowing not only how to succeed, but more importantly, how to be fulfilled through your career is where far too many people stay stuck, leading them to frustration, stress, overwhelm, and then burnout, resentment, and leaving the profession altogether. So I want to ask you a question. Now what? Is that you? Does that resonate? Because if it does at any shred, I'm super excited for this podcast episode because I'm going to be interviewing someone who faced that and they decided to take the uncomfortable action. They decided to pursue their dreams and say, I'm not settling for anything less than I can be, do, or have. I'm going to take uncomfortable action and live life on my terms to not only become the best version of myself, but make it my mission to help other people along in the process. So I hope you're ready for this episode because this is going to light a new fire of inspiration for how you can use the tips he's going to share to help ignite your transformation. Let's go. So I'm so excited for this. If you don't know this dude, you gotta go follow him because this man is an incredible example of showing you what's possible to defy the odds, to look at your adversity and your setbacks and actually use those as your comeback to be the best version you can be and help others do it in the process. And I'm honored to say I have witnessed this over the last few years. So I was like, yo, we got to get on the podcast. You need to share your story because there are so many people who are where you used to be that need to hear your message. So enough gum flapping for me. I want to give a very warm welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Kyle Gordon. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me, man. It's, I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. I am so excited for people to know you, bro. And while where you are right now is absolutely incredible, I think a lot of times people share their story of what they're doing, what they're accomplishing, how they're contributing. But we all too often see that, hear that, and say, must be nice, doesn't have what I'm going through. And I think what you've faced in your journey are things that a lot of people can resonate with. So I just want to give you the mic, man, and share your story of where you started in pharmacy school, what that journey looked like, and uh, kind of fill us in on who you are, what you're about, and what it took to get here. Of course, yeah. So, um. You know, my journey started at a pretty young age. So I kind of knew right away that my interests lied as far as school, because I really love school. I love being a student, love getting good grades. Um, that was kind of the thing that my parents really fixated and focused on. And education was very heavy in our family. And I had two choices. You know, what I wanted to do was either be a doctor, because I really liked science. I really liked 
you know, math, everything like that, or be a teacher. And the teacher aspect is, you know, same thing. I love science. I love math, everything of that nature. But there was a part of me that was like, I want to help people that may be sick or that really, you know, honestly need help on a day-to-day basis. And as I got older, the more I learned about pharmacy, the more I learned about, you know, the curriculum, what we would actually be learning, um, patients we would be helping, you know, obviously it fit every singular thing that, you know, my ultimate dream was to go to college and graduate with a very high level degree, but in the same time also help people out there in my community. So for me, pharmacy was a very easy choice. And, you know, my senior year, I applied to Albany College of Pharmacy um, here in New York State, and I was accepted. And for six years, you know, I went there and I not only struggled, but I underwent a massive transformation as far as being able to, you know, really go through the rigors that every pharmacy student does um, going through pharmacy school and going through an exam that you're just not going to do well on. You know, I had a lot of those moments as a student and I was a very strong student Had went to a big high school coming into this type of program where it was very, very challenging even for me. So it allowed me to persevere, to adapt, to grow. And, you know, it allowed me to become an even better student, not only from a grade perspective, but just more disciplined. And it really showed me what it's going to take to actually get through the program and accomplish my dream. And when I graduated from ACPHS in 2017, initially out of the gate, I had difficulty even getting licensed. I ended up, I was one of those students where, you know, my confidence didn't really match my innate skills. And I really let that kind of deteriorate my own inner workings of, you know, do I really know this? Am I really prepared to be out in the community, in community pharmacy, or whichever pharmacy setting to actually help people in a very effective way? And I was one of those people that ended up failing twice, both their MPJE and their NAPLEX, twice, both times. And having to undergo something that I would say, you know, that adverse very early on, especially, you know, in your early 20s, after graduating from college, having a financial loan bill, you know, Sally Mae calling you, um, everything like that, you know, it's very, very, very um, panic inducing because you don't really know what to do. No one's ever really taught you this. You don't really know many people have walked in those shoes. So for me, I actually took the opportunity to just move back home to Syracuse, New York, and I ended up working in a gym. I worked there. I was selling gym memberships. I was obviously working out there too. But for me, it kind of became a place of where I can actually work out. I can keep my mind fixated and focused on learning a new skill. But at the same time, and, you know, whenever I was off of work, I was studying for my exam. And what happened that so early in my life was that I was able to take a very adverse event and overcome it by just being able to, you know, really just embrace the suck is kind of what I call it, to embrace the suck, where you're going to take a very, very hard difficult time in your life and you're not going to let it defeat you in no way shape or form you're going to rise to the occasion and really prove to yourself that you belong amongst everyone else you know is currently doing what you're doing and it was tough to watch it was tough to watch my friends um, a lot of my peers go on and work for six to eight those first six to eight months working in community pharmacy making that pharmacy paycheck actually helping people in ways that I probably wasn't able to But it was honestly, I look back at that time and that was probably four to five years ago. That was probably one of the greatest moments of my life because it really set the course for the next part of the story. So all is good. I, you know, I spent six to eight months. I'm studying hardcore. I'm able to not only pass my exams, 
but I get licensed and I start out in community pharmacy. And as I'm working community pharmacy, I'm telling myself, this is, the, this is the one opportunity that I need to make the best impression, not only for myself, but the people that I work with and the people that I'm serving. And, you know, I went from floater pharmacist to staff pharmacist to pharmacy manager all within under a year because I wanted very badly to show not only myself, but to others that I belonged in this space, that I belonged as a pharmacist, that all of my innate traits, abilities, you know, God-given, um, those that have been learned over the course of time are necessary for this field to not only function, but to grow past what I know to be right now. And as I did that, focusing on pharmacy, on the career, I let a lot of the things that I used to fixate on or focus on, you know, my health, my wellness, really kind of slide to the wayside. And basically time went on and my waist size was starting to grow as well too. And I just, I woke up every day going into work and I just, you know, I was motivated to be there. I wanted to be there. I wanted to make change, but I knew something was off because I just wasn't feeling it in my heart. I, you know, mentally I was in a fog. I was very slow to, you know, go to the booth to counsel someone, which is very lackadaisical. I just didn't have the energy that I used to. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, late December, 2020, I find myself weighing over 300 pounds. So I probably gained about 70, 80 pounds within a year and a half's time, two years time, because I didn't treat myself well. So at that point in time, I knew, all right, if I'm going to continue on and being a pharmacist and set myself up, not just for my patients, not just for the people that care about me, not just for myself, I have to make a change. In 2021, that's when I started my own weight loss journey. And you know, really documenting and kind of showing everyone like, hey, this is a great, you know, this is what I'm doing. And not to the level of, you know, what the next step of the journey is, but it, it more so was telling people like, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, you know, I here, here's where I am. And this is where I really need to go because I really let myself go. I not only disappointed myself, but I'm sure I disappointed a lot of people, you know, that probably looked at me and they're like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? Um, so I spent the rest of that year with a lot of different changes, you know, being able to not only manage a pharmacy, but obviously the impact of COVID-19 that was also very, very challenging as well too. Um, not just for me, but for every single pharmacist, pharmacy technician, intern, and student that's out there. So it was very challenging in that setting to really grasp what was going on, but to also execute too. Mm -hmm. So dealing with that stress, you know, I still made it my mission to hit the gym, eat well, sleep, all of that good stuff. I then get to a point where I'm going to be relocating to New York City with my girlfriend. And she, you know, awesome enough, she got accepted into a physician assistant program. So it was at that point in time where we're like, all right, you know, we're going to make this big, huge trip. We're going to go down here. We're going to do this and, you know, really see what it's like for the next couple of years while you're in school. And at that time I was able to transfer, I was able to switch jobs and I worked in a closed in pharmacy. And it was at that time where a lot of the stress and a lot of that transition, that big fundamental transition where I let a lot of, you know, the health and wellness stuff that I was doing for the couple of months at that time, really, I just flew out the window. I stopped doing it. And I could kind of feel myself pull back and really revert back to those old patterns where I would eat a lot after work, or I just wouldn't sleep well, or I would, you know, drink a lot of alcohol or I would do this or do that. And I kind of just woke up one day and I remember it was like the second week in December. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't go back to the life that I was living. I can't go back to that 300 pound guy wearing a white coat, helping patients every single day, counseling on, you know, type two diabetes medications and hypertension medications, because honestly, who's going to listen to me? I wouldn't listen to me. 
And I want to be, I want to be a representation of what it means for pharmacists to live a healthy lifestyle and to overcome that change. And that's where late December, I listened to one podcast and it was the 75 hour podcast. And I said to myself, I've heard about this. Seems intense. I don't know if I can do this. And it was in that split second where my mind was like, you need to do this. You need to absolutely get this done. You need to start it and you need to start it tomorrow if you can or two days from now, you got to start it. And that's what I did. I started 75 hard January, I believe it was January 5th of this year and made it 25 days. I failed to the 25th day. I restarted that next day. And I continued on for the next 75 days of drinking one gallon of water, reading 10 pages from a nonfiction book, personal development book, financial book, whatever it may be, two workouts a day, one that has to be outdoors no matter what. And at this point in time, I was working overnights at the pharmacy. So a lot of my days started at 5 p.m., which is the equivalent of someone's 5 a.m. I would wake up, I would go to the gym that's in our building, or I would go for a walk outside. And I was exhausted every single day, every single day, but it was worth it because I knew over time, it just became what my norm was. And I would do that every single day. Um, in addition, you have to maintain a diet whatever that may be, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it was to meet my protein level. Um, I had a caloric intake that I was trying to match through if it fits your macros. So that was kind of what I was doing based around what works for me. In addition, there's no alcohol and a couple other things as well too with the program. So that program not only kept me on track from a physical perspective, I lost weight. I got back down you know, from a little bit of a higher weight from that ultimate loss that I had from early on in 2021 to a more suitable weight for me. But it wasn't about the physical, it was about the mental. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for the mental, combined with additional coaching that I also received too, I don't think I would have gotten this far in this year without two of those elements. And ultimately, it helped not only change how I see the world, but it helped me change how I see myself. Every dream, every ambition, every goal that I have, I used to put off and say, ah, I can't do that because I'm a pharmacist because I work 12 hours a day, because I, you know, I'm tired. I didn't meet this metric at work. So I'm going to have a drink and to drown my tears or whatever, whatever it may be. All right. All these excuses. And it got to a point where I stopped making excuses for myself. And I started embracing again, that suck, but to start really, truly embracing what it means to overcome a lot of those things, those voices where they say, Hey, you can't do this. And instead to implement a voice omnipotent and saying that you can do this and you will do this because you have to do this. And for me, that was very, it was very liberating to have something like that kind of transform your life and everything outside of um, that program and what that program has brought into my life now is a result of that. Honestly, that's where I'm at right now. And where we're at right now, as far as pharmacists working in the field is to really just, you know, to find ways and not only reduce our stress, but to help us fill up our cup a little bit more so that way we can continue to be healthier, stronger, more fit, more active, um, and to really take advantage of what it means to be, honestly, to be like a fit pharmacist like you, Adam. It's really to embrace that lifestyle, but to dedicate that time outside of the bubble of work to show people, hey, we can do this too, and we can impact others at a much deeper level. Outstanding, man. I I'm ready to go. Like I'm yeah. ready to hit the gym. Like I'm Me fired too. up right now. <laughs> Um, so just real quick for context, 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, 75 hard is the number one mental fitness challenge. It sounds like a fitness challenge, but it's a mental fitness, mental toughness challenge, number one in the world. To my knowledge, only four pharmacists in the world have successfully completed it. You're one of them. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, I'll have a link in the show notes so that you can check that out. And I also shared my tips on where people most commonly get stuck. I tried it and failed six times before I succeeded, but I get a podcast all about that and that'll be in the show notes. But you shared a lot, man. And I think one of the biggest things is we all have our inner villain, the limiting beliefs, our past failures, other people saying you should just be happy where you are. Why can't you just be satisfied? Um, our own doubts. And then we also have our inner hero. We have the person who knows what's possible, whether we've experienced it before or we just have an innate knowing that we're meant for more than this. We were made to be more, to do more, to give more, to live at a higher level. And that's not to poo-poo on any job that we've had or compare to anyone else. It's to say, in my soul, I know I'm destined to contribute on a deeper level. I have a mission that I don't even know, but I know at the same time. Like I've not lived this mission, but I have a vision that's so clear and empowering. It is guiding me. It's pulling me towards it instead of something that is feeling like a push. And I think one of the things that you shared is so important to recognize that all of us have our limiting beliefs, our self-doubts, our inner villain, but we also have that inner hero. And if you've ever heard that old adage of the story where we all have two wolves inside of us and it's which wolf you feed, which one you give focus and attention to that will win. So one question I have for you that I think will help a lot of people is you mentioned and shared a lot of limiting beliefs that you used to have. And again, those still come up in all of us, but it's not about eliminating them per se, but about silencing them real quick. <laughs> so you had a lot of those that you shared. Um, what would you say was the most pervasive that kept coming up that you have overcome? And what do you feel from people reaching out to you and your brand and, and what you do, which we'll touch on in a moment? What do you feel is the number one limiting belief or fear that students or pharmacists have that they know they're meant for more, but they don't act because of this limiting fear belief that keeps coming up? That is a great question. So I, I would say it's this, and it's because I know myself pretty well. I know a lot of pharmacists very well. We're all very similar in so many ways, and we're all different in so many ways too. What makes us very special and I think is it's really the bread and butter of what makes a really great pharmacist is that we are so focused on not really taking a risk. And it's a good thing when it's in pharmacy because we want to make absolutely 110% sure whatever we look at on a screen, whether it be a DUR, talking to a patient and giving them the correct information, we want to make absolutely sure that we're right, 110%. We don't want to tell someone the wrong thing. We don't want to do the wrong thing. So I think for us, it's kind of a way of life of not really engaging and taking a risk. Yeah. And sometimes outside of the pharmacy, that also transpires. It's very, very hard, I think, for us to take that risk. You know, whether it be the negativity surrounding the field, whether it be opportunities that may be limited for, you know, say a pharmacist that's been kind of in the game for like 15 years or the new grad that's just about to graduate, but they don't really know what to do because they feel that nothing really fits what their skill set is or what they're really passionate about. So I'm really here to say that, honestly, and it comes up every day for me, specifically with content creation, specifically with putting myself out there on any type of social media platform, 
it's to really identify that risk, understand that risk, right? You look at that. The risk is, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something that's cringeworthy or, you know, one of my best friends from college is not going to like or whatever that may be. But in order to really embrace, and it doesn't have to just be social media, whatever you want to do, whether it be a business, whether it be writing that book, whether it be, you know, taking your hobby to the next level, you have to really overcome a lot of those external voices that cause you internally to say, oh, I don't want to take or assume that risk. Because it's very easy not to assume that risk. Because that's really what we do for 12, 13 hours out of every single day working. And that's okay. That's fine. But you have to say to yourself, what can I do for myself to take a risk, embrace it? Because you know, deep down inside, that's your heart saying like, I have to do this, or I'm not going to feel fulfilled. Or at least I'm going to do this. I'm going to go 110%. And even if I don't make it, well, at least I can look back and say, I did it. That was the ultimate realization that I had this year because of the program, because a lot of those, you know, a lot of the, honestly, a lot of the walks that I had, you know, where I would think about life, I would think about where I was, where I am and where I want to go. And that was the common denominator. It's to say, what risk can I take that can take me to that next level? That's, I think, so spot on because we're risk averse. The reality is as a pharmacist in our career, regardless of your setting, one mistake can kill somebody. And that's the reality. However, if you transcend that to other areas of your life, when it comes to taking action to really living a life that you truly, like you know, is worthy of your pursuit, not something that you're comfortable in or looks, quote, successful to other people, but one that you know is on the right path. And I think avoiding risk is what actually becomes our poison. Comfort actually becomes our downfall. And I often say that the walls that we build to protect ourselves are the same walls that become our prison to prevent us from dispensing our full potential. And we've all faced that at one point in our lives. And what you just shared from what you said is that that was something that you were facing those walls for a long time, yeah. but you decided to take action. You mentioned 75 hard, but what else you, you mentioned in December, you decided to take at massive action and into this year, 2022. So share a little bit about of like, what made you make that decision? What was that decision? And what was the result? Like if someone's in the spot, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm listening to this podcast. I can say yes. I don't want other people to know, but I resonate with that. I I felt like, you know, I know I need to take the action, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't want to make the wrong decision. That's another thing. So just share what your experience was with that and, and what happened. Yeah, for me, it was pretty, it was pretty simple. I would say it, and here's what happened. So it was about a time frame of, I would say about, it was actually right around this time last year. It was about early September up until late October. And from a career perspective, I was supposed to be working down in New York City at this point in time. And emotionally, it was really draining me because of the stress of my current job at that point in time. And I just didn't have a lot of the tools in my toolbox necessary to not only deal with that in a more appropriate way, but I also wasn't eating the best. I definitely wasn't sleeping as well, you know, because as we all know, TikTok's kind of like a doom scroll type of app. You just keep going and then you realize it's 4 a.m. and you're like, well, I have to I have to drive to work in like, you know, two hours. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, so it was like kind of that realization of really kind of knowing I'm going down a path where not to say it's wrong, but to say it's just not for me. It's not, it's not who I am. And it's not really what I want to be about. That actually bled into December where I was starting to work overnight. And for anyone that's ever, any pharmacist or student that's ever done an overnight shift, let alone do seven straight and then you're seven off. 
it's it's really really exhausting trying to switch your sleep schedule from all right well i'm awake now i'm going to try to stay up until this point in time and then i'm going to go to sleep and i'll reset my schedule and then it's the opposite when you're trying to go back to work it's really really difficult so for me i really struggled with that so and that struggle came in the form of i was binge eating a lot of food because it's new york city like everywhere you go there's food there's temptation it's like whatever so it was easy for me to kind of indulge in that. And I also wasn't sleeping that well. I wasn't focusing on proper sleep um, hygiene. And that, you know, really, really transpired into my own, you know, dealings of my own mental health of, you know, all of these negative thoughts that were coming back and saying like, oh man, you're not meant to lose weight. You're just going to gain it all back. You're not meant to live this life of fitness. You're not meant to, who are you? Are you the authority to talk about health and wellness? No, you're not. Because all the stuff that you've done, all the stuff, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. It was that realization of going through that, but knowing deep in my soul, because I had references in the past of, well, this is what I was like, and this is how I felt. And I felt great when I was working out, eating right, sleeping well, I functioned at my absolute peak. But from a discipline and mental standpoint, I never really had it together. Like I would go really hard for like a month or two, and then I'd fall off. And then I'd do it again, fall off. This time around, I did it for about six months, out, six, seven, eight months out of the year. And I was pretty consistent. But now I felt I was starting to slide. And I'm just like, I can't lose all of this progress. I can't go back to the way that I was. That was the ultimate realization. And I think that happens with a lot of people in life. I think, I think a lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to make this change. And maybe they commit to that change. It's kind of like the prototypical New Year's resolution. Like you think of all the changes you want to enact, which are amazing. Don't get me wrong. But you take that change and you're only changing for two weeks. And then now, now you're, you hit a wall and now you're going back to where you were previously. And then you're going to repeat that cycle all over again. Yep. For me, that was kind of like that final frontier of, you know, I'm going to get to this point, but now I need to break through. Now I need to level up. I can't ride it out at this level anymore. As much as, much as I want to stay consistent, I have to level up. And it wasn't physically at this time, it was mentally. And that's where the program really came into play. That's where coaching came into play. That's where practicing daily gratitude, journaling, doing all of these things that honestly I thought long time ago were worthless, that I didn't need to do it, that I was better than it. By being able to do that daily, showing my own mental, physical growth and spiritual growth and doing all of those things, I was really able to transform how I think and how I perceive the world and how I look at the world and how people look at me. Yes. Because um, I was really able to kind of speak my own truth and people were listening. So I think that's, it was really around that time. And it was like, it was just like this voice that I had and it was very strong, it was very powerful. And I remember I felt it very, very deeply where it's just like, bro, you cannot go back. Whatever you do, do not go back. You have to go forward this time. Because if you go back this time, there's no going forward anymore. That's, that's what it was. And that's, I think where so many people, it, it's their threshold, right? It's, I've done this. I'm not doing it again. Not another day, not another moment. This changes now. Yeah. So for you, you, what was your action step that you took? Was it something you committed to, something you added that you've never done before? Because a lot of times we, we try to do the same thing, hoping for a different result. But one of the things you did is you took massive action and you did something you've never done before to prevent that slide from ever being an option in the future and in the present. Yeah. So share a little bit about what that was, because I'm sure people are like, that's me, that's me, what do I do? Yeah, of course. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, is this all there is? If you know that you've got more to give, if there's another level of your life that you can't seem to break into, a coach 
is the fastest catalyst to get you from where you are to where you want to be. As your coach, I help you identify your blind spots, challenge you to step into the next level of you unapologetically and live life on your terms so that you can dispense your full potential. If you want to apply to hire me as your coach, you can go to thefitpharmacist.com slash coach. That's thefitpharmacist.com slash coach. I want to see you thrive and dispense your full potential so that you can live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Apply today at thefitpharmacist.com slash coach. No, the biggest thing that I looked at was one word. It was accountability. And it was, I asked myself, how do I stay accountable for the rest of this year to ultimately kind of flip my own script and transform my own life? And it was accountability. And I knew I needed a massive support system. And when I say massive, I'm not talking about a thousand people in the rafters cheering my name. None of that. I'm not talking about that. I just needed, I needed one person that walked the walk before and knew everything that needed to get done, needed to be done in order to transcend to that next level. So for the first time, I invested in coaching. I invested in someone leading me along the way, mentoring me, showing me the way, the highs, the lows of being able to maneuver and understand at a very base core level what I was going through and not to, not to, you know, to utilize everything that I was proficient in, all those strengths that I had and really just, you know, make it a full set, you know, really just really drive it home and, you know, make that become everything that I wanted to become, you know, all my dreams, aspirations to make it more of a concrete mission of, you know, what are we going to do going forward? How can I actually help impact not only myself, but other people, other pharmacists, students, that feel the same exact way? How can I entertain? How can I educate? You know, how can I help to make other people understand that within themselves, they can inspire the same change? And for me, like that, I never really embraced the idea of someone along the lines helping me in that way. And for so long, I put it down. For so long, I just said, I don't need this. I don't need it. I can do it myself. It's the prototypical, you know, ego driven, you know, type of person that I, that I, I feel that I used to be of just saying I can do it all myself, but now I understand there's no way I would have ever been able to do it by myself. And I'm so eternally grateful that I was able to have guidance, support along this mission and being able to understand who I am, but who I know I can become. And that is something that is priceless, beyond priceless. I can't even begin to describe it. It's beyond priceless as far as worth of having someone kind of show you specifically, like it's almost like someone holding up a mirror and then having, having you walk through week after week, month after month, showing you the way of what your life could be. And it's, it's amazing. So that's one thing that, you know, I think accountability, having someone there for you is just, it's absolutely 100% priceless, especially on a longer journey, such as this one that I took. Tell us more. Yes. So of course, Adam, Yes. Um, obviously, with Adam meeting me along the way, you know, speaking to a lot of the pharmacists, students, even the technicians that are out there, I was unable to really unlock a lot of what was kind of keeping me behind closed doors. The best analogy that I can give you is this. So I imagine my life kind of like an empty office building. I'm surrounded. I'm like, I live like really like within like the financial district in Manhattan. So I kind of see all these buildings. So it's probably where the analogy is coming from. But I imagine myself living in an empty building. I'm in an empty building. Sometimes I see rooms that are open. 
and they look like fun. They look like a good time. And they are. So I go into the room, I'm hanging out, having a good time, sitting, not really doing much, but I get bored. So I go out into the hallway, but I know deep down inside, I feel that there's this other rooms with locked doors where I really want to go in now. And then I start to feel this sense of doubt, fear, frustration that I, I'm not allowed to go in there. And we're talking about this is a building that I own. It's the analogy of my mind. But it was, you know, sometimes all it takes is someone like yourself or Adam or, you know, another mentor, another friend, family member that's in that same hallway. And they're like, hey, man, I got the key. I got the key for this room. Do you want to go in? And of course, you're going to say, well, absolutely. But I'm kind of fearful of what it's going to take. Like, I've never done this before or I don't really feel that I'm prepared. You know, that person has the key for a reason. And you know, you need to see why. And as they unlock that door, it becomes something that you it's familiar, but it brings you back to the surface of what you know you want your life to become. And for me, that's how I see coaching. That's how I see, you know, that step-by-step guidance of someone that has already walked the walk, that talks the talk, being able to help someone like me who wants to do the exact same thing, but in a way that is just of my own and really being able to help impact someone beyond just the pharmacy bench, just beyond the 12 hour grind of doing what I need to do to help our patients within a community. It's more sort of reach the community of pharmacists and pharmacy people in social media to honestly make them laugh on a day where everything was going wrong. The order wasn't put away. Things were left on the bench. They did a thousand shots, like whatever it might be, but to also educate maybe the pharmacy student that looks at a life that I've lived, which is not even remotely close to being perfect is very imperfect but I took a lot of the adverse events in my life and I took that as fuel and I said I'm going to overcome this I'm going to show myself and other people that I'm going to take this event overcome it and this is where I'm going to be on the outside you know on the outside kind of looking in because I took you know I took on that responsibility of taking on that challenge so all of those things would not be possible without someone helping you along the way and that's where the coaching because of Adam has been so valuable. And it's something that, like I said, it's priceless. Outstanding, man. I'm so freaking proud of you. So it's been an honor to serve you in that role as your coach. It's been absolutely incredible. And while a lot of people inherently know that, I I think you hit the nail on the head and I'm going to actually preach from the pulpit for a sec, because I have a coach in every area of my life. That's important to me because yeah, I could figure it out on my own, but I tried that before many years ago, like back when I was like just graduated pharmacy, I was like, yeah, I can do it on my own. I don't need any help. Exactly what you said. And the reality is, yes, you can get there. But the question you have to ask yourself, how long do you want it to take? How long do you want it to take? You can figure it out. You can go get degrees and all this stuff, or you can have someone to help you that, like you said, walks the walk, expedites that, challenges you and holds you accountable through that, who really understands what's most important to you. But One of the things that I learned real early on when I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012, when I hired my first coach was they showed me my blind spots where I didn't even know that I had them. So in in a way that's encouraging instead of like, yo, bro, you missed this, you know, (laughs) but it's one of the most humbling and invaluable things that I was taught. And it's something that I try to share with all my clients, Um, not as like a condemnation, but more as like an encouragement of you've got more to give that you're not giving yourself credit for, but there's also areas that you can really leverage and get resourceful in so that you can make the story even sweeter. And that's what I say, like when you're a setback, when you've got an adversity, when you've got that dark corner in your life, that you kind of want to keep locked. 
it's like if you pass through this, if you unlock the door, like you said, it's going to make the story that much sweeter. And I, I think that's what's incredible with your brand is it's all about owning your fire and owning all parts of your life. Not to say, look what I've done, but to say you can do it too. And I'll show you how, because I've done that. And I think that's something that's so important in your brand that I want to get to in a second. But I guess I just want to ask people because every single person, every single person, regardless where you are, faces this, this question. I'm not where I want to be. I have an idea of where I want to go. And there's this gap. There's this bridge in between. And I could figure it out with someone else or I could just do it on my own. It's very tempting. Like, you know, doesn't cost anything. Don't have to worry about, you know, messing up and someone else seeing or whatever you want, whatever you want to say. So I guess my question is, who would you recommend coaching to? Like, who would you say coaching is for? And would you say there's any person or type of person that should not do coaching? Yeah, of course. Coaching is, um, this really goes for two types of people. I would say people that haven't really been able to participate like in a team sport or maybe that just didn't interest you or like a really big time team activity, you know, earlier on in life or even later on in life. Um, if that's something that doesn't necessarily appeal to you or um, from like a coaching standpoint, having someone really identify what your weaknesses are, but to also highlight what you need to do in order to grow. And it's more of like a, you know, very similar to what I experienced for myself where I thought, well, I know everything. But I'll be quite frank with you, when I thought that way, I got myself into a lot more hairier situations than when I completely flipped it. And I said, wow, I don't know anything at all. And I need people to help me along this journey because I can't do it myself. And it's true. If you're one of those people, coaching's not going to be for you until you actually realize down the road, wow, I can't do this by myself. So I think the sooner that you learn that, the sooner you embrace that, the sooner someone's going to come along into your life, whether it be a DM could be someone at work, you know, if your goal is to progress career-wise at work, whatever it might be, or just in your personal life, you're going to have someone come along and actually say, hey, I want to help you because I care. Because this is where I used to be. I know what it's like with where you're at. And this is where I am right now. So let's take you to this. Let's take you from point A to point B. So for people that really can't embrace that, that's going to be very tricky. I think coaching for the people that just have this very very big time feeling in their chest where it's like they know they're meant for something more and speaking solely to pharmacists. I think, I think what makes pharmacy great, especially now. And I tell, I tell every single student, I tell every single intern, even other pharmacists, what makes pharmacy so amazing now and not focusing on the negatives and kind of what surrounds our profession, but focusing on the positives is now you now have the autonomy with a high level degree with your knowledge base to not only, you know, work within one of the more traditional in the line fields, which a lot of us still do. I still do, you know, I still work in community, but you can now transcend that into a completely different and vast space that has never been thought of. Who would have thought, who would have thought you could take pharmacy and do something with social media and do that as well? Who would have thought you could have created and done like do it yourself crafts, but also be known as like the pharmacist that does that or someone that really loves health and wellness and then becomes the fit pharmacist. There's so many different avenues. So if you feel that it within yourself, that like you're meant for something more outside of just the profession, you want to keep that in line as well too. Speaking solely just to the pharmacy people, but also really anyone out there that has an occupation where they just know they want to do more. They want to become more mentally, spiritually, even physically. 
coaching is necessary for you because if you don't have someone pushing you, keeping you accountable, you'll never grow. And yes, it is possible to do that yourself. It is 100% possible. But it's like Adam said, how long do you want that to take? That will take you two to three times longer than what it would take to have someone that's already gone through all of that mess to tell you, hey, listen, you don't want to go around this corner. You got to go around this corner in order to get to where you need to go. Because I already went around that corner. That's pain and suffering. You don't want to go around that way. <laughs> yeah, this, there were this, lots that I pointed out. Yes. Don't do all this stupid stuff that I did. <laughs> yes, and I would say the same for any pharmacy student that's out there. You know, I went to college. I understand what that's like. You know, early on in my career, I know what a lot of the struggles are very, very much outside of, you know, right out of the gate. So if, in order for you to be the most successful that you can, you can take what I've failed at or what I've been successful at and utilize that to your advantage. And that's kind of, that's kind of the whole thing with coaching is that if you're able to really keep the ego at bay and understand that it's not just about how you feel, it's more so about like where you really want to go. That's where coaching is necessary. You will have benefit. You will have a multitude of positive benefits because of that. But it's like I said, the people that can't really embrace, you know, sacrifice the ego for the sake of how they feel in that moment, they're going to struggle. They're really, really going to struggle. And you may say, you know, at that opportunity, you may say, well, coaching didn't do anything for me, but how much did you actually give into the whole process? Did you buy in? Were you bought in? And that's where I would say one set of people will struggle. The other set will excel beyond their wildest dreams. Like a dude that I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is actually the, the one thing I want to want you to share is you gave a lot of context and examples of this, but where were you before coaching? Where are you now as a result of coaching? And what do you feel that you gained that you wanted from coaching? And what do you feel that you gained that you didn't even know you needed, but now you're like, holy crap, that was invaluable. Yeah. So with coaching, actually before coaching, it always felt like I was out of control. Like mentally, just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel stable with what I was doing, or I didn't feel good enough or worthy enough of any ambition that I was going up against. I felt that way a lot. And that really seeped into a lot of the personal lives of the people, you know, my close friends and family, you know, it was like a culmination of like, I complained a lot. Right. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that because we don't really know how to separate, you know, how we're feeling in that moment. Cause we don't really necessarily have the answer because no one really is kind of coaching us along those lines. I told people all the time, whether it be in pharmacy school or people close to me, like, Hey, I want to be a pharmacist, but I don't really want to work in the traditional manner for the rest of my life. I want to do something that is completely different than what I've seen. And I only knew of a couple of people at that time that were doing it. You, Adam, yourself being one of those people. I feel like for me, after the coaching, it not only confirmed what I knew was that it is possible to do something within pharmacy and outside of it, not just from a business perspective, but really just from living your dream, living your message, living your mission, Okay. But it really freed my mind from a lot of those insecurities, from a lot of those anxieties. And I was able to really take a step back and just look at the world and be like, man, I live a great life. I'm really, really not just lucky, but I've worked very, very hard to get where I'm at. But I'm, I'm eternally grateful for where I'm at because without all of those past events of, you know, hardship or, you know, whatever it may be that I've encountered in my life, I wouldn't be here at this point in time. So it's, it's one of those things you have you, it, it, with the coaching, it, a lot of it comes full circle where you're able to really see yourself in a way that maybe you never really saw yourself before. It emboldens you. 
in such a way that it allows you to talk more freely, whether it be on social media. I mean, for, for me, for example, I think, Adam, I told you this too. So like when I, you know, started this year, one of the things for 75 hard is that you have to take a daily progress photo every single day. That is one of the tasks. If you miss it, you miss it, you fail. You have to start over. There's no, oh, I missed the photo. So, you know, I can fib it. No, you, you fail. So you have to start over because you have to stay committed to that process. You have to be disciplined for 75 straight days. So I was looking back at my entire camera roll. And I was just like, I was just going like this. Like there's just so many pictures and videos and all of these things of just me. And it's almost like a time, a very short time capsule of seeing where I was looking at myself in the face, taking a selfie in the mirror, that progress photo in January of this year to any time now where I look at myself and I'm like, man, what happened? You know, <laughs> like in a good way, right? In a yeah. really good way where I'm just like, man, it's like a short period of time. But it really, it really shows you that, you know, for me to kind of embrace like, all right, well, I want to create content. I really want to put myself out there. I want to put my voice out there to not only just kind of free my own mind of what I think about, but to really help other people that struggle and to show them kind of the reality of, listen, like this is the life that I live and, and in no way, shape or form would I ever take that back because I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be as free and as fluid without that experience with other people believing in me and helping me remain accountable. So I would say like, I would say because of that, I mean, it's just, it's so invaluable, you know? Yeah. Spot on agree. And, and a realization that I had, I heard it put a few different ways, but I had this, I had this connection a few months ago this year. And it's that we all have in our life burdens and blessings. And while at the time burdens can really suck and that's not to disqualify any pain or, you know, overcome any injustice or anything like that. But when you recognize that the burdens that you've endured or that you're in serve as connection points to qualify you to help others who are where you used to be, it turns it into the ultimate advantage. It turns it into your blessing. Once you overcome that, and that's not to say you have to be perfect. That's not to, again, uh, nullify any injustice or minimize anything. But it's to say that once you take this and you say not, why did this happen to me, but how did this happen for me? And you unapologetically own all parts of you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you flip that into this is something that I went through that I can help other people go through. I can be the bridge to guide people from where they are to where they want to be. And from going through this process, dude, and facing this head on and taking the uncomfortable action, coming to a place where you have unshakable confidence that you didn't even think was possible, and now seeing that you're not perfect, but you've made so much progress that it kind of feels like it in a way, not yeah. from an ego perspective, <laughs> but like a holy crap, look what I've done, look how far I've come. And what we do just innate as humans is when we get a gift, a physical material gift, Think back, if you're listening to this, watching this, think back to the best gift you've ever been given in your life, Christmas, birthday, whatever. When you got that and you lit up, what was the first thing that you did? You wanted to share that with people you cared about. That's your innate humanity. That's not, oh, this is great. How can I be a good person? No, that's your innate nature. So when you realize that everything in your life was happening for you and you own that, because the reality is that happened to you, it's in your life. 
What are you going to do with it? That's what you got to decide. It's not the circumstances that happen in your life. It's the meaning you make from the circumstance that becomes the circumstance. And when you can approach that with, how can I use this? How can this make the story that much sweeter? So you can become a light for people who feel trapped in the darkness, abandoned, like there's no chance. You can show them what's possible. It's not to say, look at me. It's to say, look where I've come from. Let's go because we're going forward together. And that's exactly what you do, dude. It's why it's such an honor to know you, to coach you, and to, to be a witness for your journey because that's led into your brand that you've been building. And that's the whole basis is showing people what's possible to encourage them and be that light, that guidance for your past doesn't define you. In fact, it's a foundation you can use to launch into the person you've always known you were meant to be. And that's what you're doing, dude. That's what you're doing. So freaking proud of you, man. Like so excited, so excited. But tell us, tell I know we're wrapping up here, but tell us where, where you're looking to go next. What's next for you? And how are you going to use all that you've learned to, to, to take that into both pharmacy and outside of pharmacy? Of course. Um, so uh, for everyone that's out there, my brand is called RX in Motion. And it comes from the standpoint of I'm very big into obviously action. I think without action, you're not going to accomplish much, whether it be in school, whether it be in your career, all pharmacists know if you don't act in that moment, it's just going to go to kind of the wayside and you're going to have to deal with it at some other point, right? The same thing comes down to your fitness, your health, um, nutrition, everything like that. So for me, I thought to myself, well, without action, right? I mean, you have to set something in motion. You have to put yourself in the motion physically, mentally, and spiritually to actually get to that point where you're going to actually commit. Because some days you're not going to be able to execute at 110%. But what will it take for you to remain disciplined to at least get in that workout or to read your 10 pages or whatever, whatever it looks like for you personally to be at your absolute best. And that's kind of what it is. So the brand itself is a pharmacist-led mission where it focuses more so on not just the education standpoint from a health and wellness standpoint, you know, in short form content, but it also looks to impact people in so many different ways, whether it be from an entertainment standpoint. Me personally, I love making people laugh. I like being funny. Um, even though I may not be, that's, that's okay. But for some people, <laughs> they find me funny, you know, so that's what I primarily focus on, you know, being able to just make a situation more, you know, more enlightened for someone else that maybe had a bad day or to actually impact someone and educate them, whether it be something from my own life or, you know, even just from an educational standpoint as a pharmacist, because I am equipped of being able to talk to someone out there in the world about, you know, say this specific OTC for, you know, building muscle or how to count your macros or what is protein, you know, something like that. So that's, that's really like the, you know, mission that we're trying to drive home is to really just impact people. Um, so that not only that they grow themselves, but within their communities, they can actually help others grow as well too. And that is ultimately what I want to do. I want someone out there, whether it be in the pharmacy world or beyond to look at me and say one of two things. This guy's doing it. I have no reason not to. I have to get off off the couch. I got to go. You know, I used to run triathlons. I used to do this. I used to do that. This guy is doing all this stuff and he overcame this. And I got to go. I got to get out there. The second person will also say, well, he's done that. Yeah, he's lived a life like this. I know I can do it. And I know I can do it because he did it. He showed the way. 
And it's two different types of people. It's two different motives. But it ultimately makes those two people better. And everyone outside of them will grow because of that. So together we will grow. That's the motto of the entire brand. And it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's been something that, you know, I think behind the scenes, I'm really trying to create and have it expand into what I know it can be. I can definitely attest to not that you're going to do that, but you already are, dude, because here we are. Here we are. This is true. Here we are. And here you are. And here you are going. And it's freaking incredible, dude. Just you're such a blessing to witness. Just absolutely incredible. Your, your intentions are pure. I see that on so many different levels, but I just want to just say, man, freaking proud of you. And, and I'm glad to see that you're in a place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt what is possible and what is coming. And you're not stopping. You're not letting go. It doesn't matter what comes your way. You're so focused and committed with clarity on what your mission is, why it's important, you just keep taking that action and you have already like, I mean, we could go hours, but you've already hosted challenges. You've helped so many people. And I know you feel like it's coming, but dude, I I told you, I prophesied this to you. You are going to influence thousands of people and you're going to do it because you have the right intentions and you're putting in the work. And that's the message I think inherently that you're sharing. And uh, like he said, guys, his art, his uh, brand is RX in motion. There'll be links to all his social media in the show notes. Definitely go follow him, send him a message, say, holy crap, dude, <laughs> let's, let's roll. Um, where, so real quick, where are you most active on social where you'd like people to connect with you? Absolutely. So right now, the most active, you can always send me a DM. I'm at, at KMG Farm D. Very easy to memorize. You guys can always follow me, DM me, ask me any questions, whether it just be for support or it could easily just be a question of, you know, how do I do this or how do I do that? I'm more than willing to help, you know, because I know what it's like to not feel comfortable and being able to ask someone for help. And I can promise you this with a hundred and thousand percent certainty, your life will be much easier if you just honestly commit to asking those, you know, that are more knowledgeable than you or more experience for that help. And you will see your results, not only, you know, probably triple, but you'll get to where you need to be much quicker. And ladies and gentlemen, listening or watching, this dude's the real deal. Like I've had the honor and privilege to see behind the scenes. He's real, like he genuinely cares. And it's honestly, dude, you've inspired me to keep going even farther. Um, So I just want to say thank you. And uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure. I am so excited for where you're going, for where you are, um, and the man you've become, and the amazing amount of people that you have and will continue to impact. Yeah, man, there's nothing else to say. You're the real deal. I can't say enough good things. So y'all need to be following him. You need to be engaging because I've seen it. I can't say it enough. He is, he's legit. So dude, um, absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time here. And I guess uh, last thing to say is anything that you haven't shared that you'd like to share, any uh, final thoughts that you'd like to dispense before we wrap up? Of course, I would say one thing and one thing only. Um, You know, if you're out there and you're kind of at a point in your life, whether it be career family, you know, personal relationships, it could easily be, you know, financial, it could be all these different things, and you're getting bogged down by it, you just have to remember one thing. And it's something that I really like hold dear to me. And it's helped me really push through. And it's very, very, very simple. You just have to embrace the simple fact that you know that you will overcome. And even just having that thought, whether if you believe it in the moment, right at that point in time, you may not. But if you start to think in that way, there is nothing that can stop you from that day forward because you know deep down inside that you can do it. So my ultimate message is that if you're faced with some uncertainty or some 
you know, kind of like wall, you can break it down. You just have to keep going. What, what you desire is on the other side. You just have to be willing to put in the work, get up every single day, do your absolute best, get results and overcome. You will do it because I'm telling you right now, and this is something that I wish I knew like 10 years ago. I know now there are so many people that are out there. So many other pharmacists, interns, students where they will not ever understand or really overcome that. And there's so many of us that will never take that step out of fear, insecurity, whatever it may be. But if you can overcome that one insecurity, that one fear and embrace it, treat that fear as excitement for what, what is going to drive you. There's no stopping. You. There's absolutely no stopping you because no one else around you is going to make that move. You make that move. You do it. And I promise you, it's going to take you places you never thought possible. That's how you put your RX in motion. That's right. <laughs> that is right. All right. So this has been absolutely a pleasure, dude. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your journey. Like I said, if y'all are listening, his contact info and handles will be in the show notes so you can connect and follow. But this has been such a blessing. And I'm sad to say it's time to go. It's time to sign off, but that doesn't mean it's the end. In fact, it's just the beginning for your journey, you listening, and anyone that thinks there's something more. If you ask yourself, now what? The only question is when, and the answer is now. And the only person that can make that decision is you. This is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the one and only Dr. Kyle Gordon. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential.